Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Hola, amigas. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking about a topic that I am sure many of you have been wanting us to do an episode. And I have a very special guest who is an expert in social media, all things building your personal and business brand. So definitely, if this is something that you've been struggling with, Stick with us because we have so many gems to share with you. Our guest is Cristina Giovanna Olivares. She is a four-time award-winning social media biz and business coach, community builder, trainer, and TEDx speaker. She helps Latina entrepreneurs be more unapologetically visible online and offline. She is also going to be one of our speakers for Mujer on Movement 2023 in October. So please help me welcome Cristina. Thank you so much for being here. Hola, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be such a great episode. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I love seeing you pop up on my feed. Um, you just have this beautiful energy and so much value to pour onto our community. And we were talking while we weren't recording, which we should have hit record <laughs> about just like social media and how hard it is sometimes. So today mm -hmm. we're going to dive deeper into building our brand online, offline, and how to just be more visible, right? Uh, but first, let's start with your story. Tell me a little bit more about how you started and what in inspired you to be a uh, business coach. Absolutely. So I want to take everybody to 1998 because it does go that far. <laughs> I was really excited for AOL. I was one of those people that was online at such a young age understanding how to connect with others from across the world. In AOL, we had online chat rooms, we had these pages. And so at, at a very young age, I think I was really understanding how to build a brand without even knowing it because we were kids. But that, that goes to show of the foundation that I was building online through these online platforms. But really, The whole entrepreneurial story starts in 2012 when I was getting out of college and I have a bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism. All my life, I wanted to be a television news reporter. I was really in love with more entertainment, lifestyle journalism, and really did college fairly quickly graduated within three and a half years, had all these internships, was ready to go. And every single television interview that I would go on to, I received so many rejections. And it wasn't just like the rejections of like, no, you're not good enough, but it was more of like, I didn't fit the box and I didn't fit this mold of what a television reporter would really look like or sound like. And as much as I really wanted to go into TV, something inside of me was telling me like, there is 
something you you should explore in the communications field. And so I started looking into different public relations jobs. I landed a job in 2014 with a public relations consultant where I started managing her client's social media accounts. And I was going to all these events. Meanwhile, at the same time, while I'm managing her client's social media accounts, I started a blog called The Social Butterfly Gal. And this blog was mostly meant to document my journey in public relations since this was so new, but also to start gaining more experience in writing and just figuring out how to build a personal brand per se. And when I was working with the public relations consultant, she told me, have you thought about creating a business around social media? And at that point, I was like, no, I want to work for you. You know, I'm enjoying public relations. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. But because I was building a brand through my blog, more and more people were coming to my Instagram. And mind you, this was before TikTok, before Reels, before any of the videos that we have now. But more people were coming to my Instagram. They were coming to my blog. And they were starting to build this trust within me that, you know, this girl knows exactly what she is doing. She knows social media and my blog ended up becoming my LLC. So I ended up launching my business in 2015. I left the public relations consultant to start managing my own client social media. And then from there, I started to get more speaking engagements. I started to get more clients, but there was something else that was just on the cuffs of like what I was doing. And a lot of that had to deal with empowering women. And so while I was managing social media, I had always wanted to launch a women's conference. And this specifically at that time, I thought it was going to be meant for more of the social media aspect, but little by little, I was recognizing that a lot of women were coming to me wanting to learn how to start their own business and learn how to use social media to launch their careers. And so in 2018, I ended up launching my second business, which is called Hustle and Socialize. And that is a conference here in San Antonio, specifically helping minority-owned businesswomen grow and scale their businesses. Um, long story short, you know, we had the pandemic, right? And I ended up this past year bringing that LLC, the second LLC under my main brand. So now I own, you know, both 100%. And it, my brand is now encompassing more of helping Latina specifically be more visible online and offline. So I always credit my journey of my success, I always credit that to rejection because if it wasn't for being rejected in the television world, if it wasn't for, you know, even just having the ganas to launch into entrepreneurship, I wouldn't be here talking to you today. Yes. And I love your story because we have so many things in common. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's crazy. And I, I, there's the one thing that always stood out to me about, you know, being rejected in TV as well. And for mm -hmm. me, it was the same. Like, you just don't like look the part. Yeah. And even after working on TV, I felt like I was always 
in this constant battle of trying to look like what we saw in network. Yeah. And I felt like when you found this, this new space where you could be yourself and Mm -hmm. create spaces for women to feel like they're enough in their own skin and like beyond that, um, there was like this, this aha moment. And I'm sure you had it too, where it was like, wow, this is what I was meant to be doing. Yes. So, oh my God, 100%. (laughs) Yes. And I want you to tell us a little bit more about that for maybe those that are currently in that space where we were, where we were kind of confused and what is it? What does it look like? And I feel like you still kind of go through that even within your journey, right? Yeah. Uh, But how was that for you when you realized that and, and that you just felt fulfilled? I believe it was in the early parts of my entrepreneurial journey where I would just show up to events or I would get opportunities to come speak. My very first client was actually not a social media client. It was a speaking engagement. They had asked me to come and give a personal branding workshop training to military men and women who were coming out of the military and, you know, coming back into civilian life. And it was that moment where I think what's so exciting about starting a brand is that you are infusing bits and pieces of yourself and you're infusing bits and pieces that typically do not fly in the corporate world, right? Or like just in in any other job. And it was in that moment where I realized like, I am doing my purpose. Like I am living out my purpose. Anytime I step out on a stage, anytime I get online, you know, infusing myself and what makes me me. I'm a very bubbly person. I'm a very energetic person. It's in those moments where I just feel so lucky um, and just so honored to be able to have this space. But it definitely was in the early parts of my career. And even now, you know, almost a decade in, uh, I have to remind myself that I not to change bits and pieces that make me and my brand me like pink is my color and so many people are like pink you know that's just too girly or that's too whatever but that's what makes me stand out that's what makes me me and so i i feel like that has been just a beautiful recognition like when women come up to me and and say you know you changed my life just with what you've said mm-hmm. on stage or and, and it's hard to understand, to really fully grasp the work because you're so in it. And in your head, you're like, I need to, you know, where's my next client or where's, you know, how am I going to keep continuing to grow? But it's in those moments of when someone comes up to you and says, you changed my life. Um, it just, it sends chills to, to me. That's so beautiful. And yes, keep the pink. We love the pink. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we might be biased, but we yeah. love looking. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so excited to dive deeper into the whole branding and, and social media because I, I, as I was telling you off recording, 95% of my clients really struggle with showing up unapologetically. And mm-hmm. I feel like, again, this is something that we continuously work on, right? Because so many parts of our lives shift. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, now I'm a mom. So there's like a whole new area of my life that I can share and show up as. So Mm -hmm. this is constant work. I want to start off by telling the difference to our audience of like building a business brand and a personal brand, because I feel like they're both as important. Mm -hmm. And I, one of the things that I'm on a mission is like to help women see that their own personal brand is also powerful. And we want to see, you know, their day to day, and we want to know about their life and we want to know about their story. So can you Give us a little bit of that perspective. So many women feel that they need to separate the two, especially if they're service-based business women. So if you are somebody who is selling products, services, you have a brand on both sectors. So the separation of the two, like I, I get that a lot from my clients of like, how much do I show, you know? what is too much. And I always tell my clients, it has to be in alignment with your own personal values. If you want to share a specific story that has changed your life, go for it. But understand that before you share it, are you out of that story, right? Like, are have you overcome the challenges that you've overcome? And we're not obligated to share everything in our life. I think that because social media has opened up those doors to where now we're just sharing every little bits of pieces of our life, right? We're not obligated. We don't owe anybody until we decide and make the decision that we're ready to share that. And so I feel like when we separate the two, it becomes very difficult because now we're compartmentalizing our life, which so many women do that already. But when we own our own selves, when we own our stories, when we own who we are at the core, it is so powerful. And so I believe that sharing little bits and pieces of ourselves, like that's why I only have one Instagram account, right? Of course, the Hustle and Socialize community is a separate Instagram. But for me personally, I do not separate and have a different account because I am my brand. I am you some days you might see stories of me going to the coffee shop looking, you know, like I just rolled out of bed or some days you'll see me, you know, on a stage, but every single bit and pieces of my life is part of that brand. And when you think about the way people make purchasing decisions, they are making it from all of the different facets of you know, what makes you, you, I'm not going to want to work with a business coach who doesn't have the same values or is not in alignment with where I'm going. Right. I want to know that if this business coach, if does her energy match the same energy that I have. And so I think that's why it's so important to show up as our full selves. I feel authenticity is such a buzzword because we hear it all the time. But I always go back to the secret sasson, you know, what makes you you? What is that spicy flavor that only you can bring and no one else? But having both of, you know, it's it's all encompassing one. And so that's why I feel like having showing up in, in that way is so important for anybody. Yes, I love that secret sasson. And I think sometimes we get so stuck on like, well, what is that? What would you tell someone if they're maybe kind of 
overthinking what that's special because I truly believe just how you said it we all have a very special message that only we can bring into the world the way that only we can so what how do you help your clients overcome that I always ask a specific question for my clients and that question is what do people automatically know you as So when you're going to go and ask, you know, like a best friend or even just somebody that you've worked with before, what is one word that they can describe you as? Whether it is like for me, it's always consistency. Like everybody knows me as like the consistency queen, right? They, They see me as like a confident person because that's what I bring to the table. So understanding what makes you you, but also digging deep into how have you maybe some of the patterns that you've had in your life, like stories that you've overcome, challenges that you overcome, what can you dig from those patterns and stories that could shape the way you market yourself? You know, what are the core pillars that you know you have really great expertise in that you could regularly share online? Like if I go back to my content in 20 let's just say 2015, when I first started from 2015 to now, I'm sharing the same things, except it's a very different sophistication style because I've learned from, you know, all the experiences that I have. But if you go back to my content, I'm usually sharing the same kind of pillars, the same content, it's just different. And so that's really, I I ask very powerful questions in a way that can get you out of your own way of being, right? And also understanding like, what's that relationship that you have with social media? You know, Mm -hmm. why do you fear? Because when we think about visibility or when we think of us showing up as our full selves, a lot of it stems from some of the stories and the narratives that we have been taught at such a young age or that we tell ourselves that are not true. And so those are the things that I also work with my clients on is like, what stories are you telling yourself that is not true? And what is actually true about you right now? I love that. That is so powerful. I think a lot of it can stem from comparison and Mm -hmm. It is so easy to get lost in comparison when it comes to social media. Uh, that's something that I feel like it's another thing that we we continuously work on, right? Mm-hmm. What are some of the ways that you use inspiration, right? From like maybe other leaders or other yeah. content creators versus like falling into the comparison game because that can be very toxic. And there's definitely times where you're like, I'm not going to show up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I actually had like a moment in 2022. I was following this creator who has fantastic videos. Like her transitions are like the best. And I was starting to get down on myself because when I was watching her videos, I just felt like, man, my videos are not that good. Like, I mean, she was just the transitions, I mean, but that's her energy, right? That's, that's her. And what a lot of people don't also tell you is the reason why they're like that is because maybe they have teams that are, you know, editing their videos, or maybe they've been in the game for so long. And so for me, some of the things that I have to remind myself is this is my journey. 
I am where I'm at right now. This is the present moment. What is true? What do I need to accept? And if I'm starting to feel something, why am I starting to feel this way? Like, what is it? Is it because, you know, maybe I don't see the behind the scenes? Like, I can't, I can't tell you enough how many people don't share the actual truth online, right? Like, we see so many people say X, that they make X amount of money, but they're not showing like, oh, a bulk of that money that they're making is going to their team or to their ads um, or to anything that's going to help them make the money. And so I try to balance um, to where I am being more retrospective, like introspective of like, what do I need to work on, right? Instead of really being down on myself about the things that I don't have, what am I grateful for right now that I actually do have? And what action steps do I need to be taking in order to get me to where I need to be and drown out that noise? Sometimes I go as far as like hiding people's posts, right? If, if it's just making me feel a certain way, then I have to know like, all right, it's time to put down the phone. It's time to, you know, maybe mute that account. Or if when it comes to inspiration specifically, I always love to like see what can I take like from this, like that girl who's an incredible creator, you know, what can I take from her that maybe I can add to my own style, but not replicate the style, but how can I bring my own version of that and tweak it so that it's true to my values and true to my brand. But it, it, it does like, I'm, we're not, we're all immune, you know, like we're not immune. It, it, comparison is, is hard, but I would rather um, be like, I would rather take and learn from my own version, right? Like, what am I feeling that maybe I could work on in myself? Cause that really is what it is, is we all have to work within ourselves. Yes. Amiga, if this episode is resonating with you, I want to invite you to our signature event, Mujer on Movement 2023. This is a day of community, empowerment, and purpose to help you start showing up as the Mujeron of your dreams. It's happening on October 28th in Scottsdale, Arizona, and this event is for you if you are looking to build a growth mindset and maximize your potential, if you're craving connecting with like-minded amigas and want to join a supportive community, if you're ready to stop playing small, put the excuses aside, and become the best version of yourself, this is for you. In this exclusive experience, you'll get inspired by trailblazing Latinas, keeping it real on how they've reached success. You'll gain insight and knowledge to bring your big vision to life, no matter what part of the journey you're on and no matter what that big goal that you have, I can guarantee you that you'll walk away inspired and ready to take action. I'll see you there, amiga. Check the show notes to get your seat and we'll get back to the show. And I want to take it back to when you talked about values, because I think I found myself in that situation earlier this year where mm -hmm. I was like the comparison with uh, financial milestones or where my business was going, how fast it was growing. Yeah. And sometimes when we go back to our values, we're reminded like, hey, that's just not aligning where, where you want to be right now. So yeah. currently I work part time and part time mm -hmm. I'm a mom. So yeah. I I think 
realizing that I had to really be real with myself, like, well, you're probably not going to have the same uh, results that a full-time entrepreneur is having, right? As a a part-time mom. And in my life right now, in this phase, that is way up here in my values, like being present for my son being able to take them to music class, being able to, you know, go to the park or whatever that yeah. like for me. Um, that I feel like going back to what you were saying is so important to really go back to that. I want to shift a little bit into visibility because I feel mm-hmm. like it's a word that's been coming up for me a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's a something that you shared with us about the more visible we are, the more direct income and impact we create. And I love that you included income in there because Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of the ladies listening are trying to make some money. So let's ignore that. (laughs) (laughs) How does visibility help us with impact and income? So when we think about our clientele or our communities specifically, we know that it is so much quicker, easier, efficient to reach them online than it is to put out an ad, a billboard, you name it, right? Like immediately we know that within the touch of our fingertips, we can reach millions upon millions of people. And so when we are not showing up online and I'm talking like going live, I'm talking about talk to camera videos, showing up in your stories, when we're not doing that, it's a disservice to all of the opportunities that we could be getting that we're missing out on. And so when we think about visibility, a lot of women struggle with this because one, yes, social media, like it changes every day, but also we were kind of handed to this platform where it's like, all right, now go live on video, right? Now create a video. We're not really taught that in our early years of of childhood or of, of our formative years in college. And so for a lot of women, we struggle with visibility, specifically Latinas, because we're often told at such a young age to callate, like, you know, like our voices are always kind of shut out. Or if we speak up, how could you? How dare you, right? Like you're supposed to stay quiet, You're supposed to be like, you know, this person that does not ruffle any feathers. And so it does go back to generations upon generations where specifically for our culture, we, there's a culture of silence. And so when you shift that into the business world and all of a sudden now you have to be marketing yourself and now you have to sell yourself and selling is the direct path to make more money and to change generations of generations with wealth. And so it's so important to be visible. It's so important. A lot of the opportunities for me in my journey have been because I've taken risks and because of the fact that I've been visible. Going back to that first speaking engagement that I ever got, at that point in my career, I hadn't even filed yet for my LLC. Like I was thinking about like, maybe I should start a business. But because I was sharing my knowledge little by little, this person found me and they were reading my blog and then they reached out. And so when you think about like all of those opportunities that you could be missing, it's because you're not visible. And in order to get the money, in order to make money and create wealth opportunities, 
you need to be visible no matter what platform you choose to you know i'm not here to say like oh you should be on tiktok you should be on facebook like with whatever platform you decide it is your you know right to be visible on it and to take up space because that's what we're here to do yes i think that is so true especially when we're in a space of so I want to take it back to when you said about the calladita, right? I yeah. think that's like super deep. We can't, I, I don't want to skip out on that. Before <laughs> I lose that thought. Um, so I think a lot of times we struggle with talking about ourselves positively. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge part of selling, right? Like right. we have to talk about like the the results our clients have had and all of that and overcoming that really helps us show up more unapologetic. What are mm-hmm. some of the ways that you can, you know, just give us some advice on if we're struggling with that and going deeper into like, this is how I've helped so-and-so, or, mm-hmm. you know, this is what you can get out of it. Uh, what are some of the ways that we can overcome that fear of just bragging, I guess, in a way? Yeah. So I always go back to, um, men in general. Men do not have a problem with talking about themselves or bragging about their accomplishments. And it's very like, I, I like to study them actually, right? So I would say study all of the people that you know that are great salespeople and study like how they talk about themselves and like what are some behaviors that you notice that you can pick up on and could do. And the only way for you to get over that fear is if you start adding it into your life. There was a time before the pandemic where I never talked about my services. I always stayed on my videos or my posts, I always talked about, you know, tips and tricks and hacks and all of the educational stuff, but I never would post about my coaching. <laughs> like if I was to, like someone was going to magically discover it. And the thing about that is you are the only person that is going to talk about yourself. I don't expect you, Sonia, to like sell for me, right? I don't expect, you know, now somebody might say beautiful things about me and they might refer me to clients, but it's not your job to sell my services. That is, you know, we each have our own business. And so I challenged myself in 21, it was like during pandemic time, I had challenged myself to at least talk about my offers once a week. And then once a week became two times throughout the week. And then it got to the point where I was doing it little by little every day that now all I can do is talk about my offers. Because if I'm not talking about it, who's going to talk about it? And I think it also makes it a little easier for us When other people, yes, they do testimonials. Like I know for me, when I get a message or I get a feed in my feedback form, I make sure that I keep a screenshot of it. And I, you know, have a little folder in my phone that has all of the testimonials that someone, you know, had said, whether it's clients, sponsors, you name it, like anything that I know that can share that I could share that social proof of the work that I've done. 
that gets a little easier because then when you're talking about the amazing, incredible things that you've done, you can back that up with proof from testimonials. But I think for me, it's just gotten a lot easier because I've made it a point to do it every single day. And it was hard. Like, it's not easy. Like, I, I'll never forget, I was at a networking event and there was there was like a guy that was, you know, net, we were all networking in a table and I immediately introduced myself as an award-winning social media and business coach. And it felt, it felt weird. It felt icky because I'm like, oh, that's that. Like when I, when I think about it immediately, I'm like, man, he probably thinks I'm stuck up or, you know, like, why would I say award-winning? But that's how I've always introduced myself. That's how I always write it in my bio. That's how I've always, you know, have been trying to get used to saying. And so instead of apologizing, I was like, yeah, I am an award winning. <laughs> I love <laughs> right? it. Like taking ownership of it because that is the truth. You know, that is, no one can take that away from me. And so I think it's just little by little to overcome it. I always correlate to, selling as a muscle like when we think about building muscles we don't start you know lifting weights we don't start at the 50 pound weight right we start with maybe a one pound or a two pound weight and then we keep going and then all of a sudden we're lifting like 50 pounds right and so I think that's it, it's true about our sales muscles is it takes time to build just in the same way with social media like it takes time but as long as you keep practicing it, it makes a huge difference. Yes. So I want to get a little bit deeper into the, how we're so quick on dimming our own success. Yeah. And I want to take it to a, a part of my journey where even as I was getting testimonials, I would doubt, well, well did I really help them or, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And yes. especially when you have those clients that are like, six figure, seven figure earners that you're like, how am I going to help her? You know what I mean? And yeah, even hearing them say, well, this is how, you know, your program impacted me, or this is how the community impacted me. Mm -hmm. There's sometimes we're so quick to really doubt if that transformation or if that impact really occurred. Yeah. How did it get easier for you to be able to share it and you know, let other people know the type of transformations that they could really have by working with you? I feel our society today is so quick with the instant gratification. And where I started doubting myself is the quickness of the actual transformation that would happen with my clients, because I would compare myself to seeing other people's client results and they would make, you know, these amazing transformations within a month or two months. And so for me, I had to remember that every single person that I've helped, their transformation is going to happen at its own time. And so some people that have worked with me, even back in like 2016 or 2017, Sometimes their transformations or their results don't happen until like one, two years, you know, three years down the line. And I think that that was so hard for me to see because I'm like, but I want it quicker because that's the only way people would, you know, maybe work with me. 
but I feel for me is I do keep track of every single person that has come through the doors of Hustle and Socialize, every single private coaching client I've had, every single attendee who's been in a stage with me. I do my best to track them on social media or just pop in and say like, hey, um, how has business been going, right? And build a relationship with them long-term versus just when we're working together. Because I have seen it where a, a, there's a specific, uh, several specific hustlers, like our attendees of Hustle and Socialize, but specific people who have come to the doors of Hustle and Socialize where immediately they do quit their nine to five jobs. And then maybe one, one year later, they have launched their business you know, after the pandemic, they were getting all these gigs. And so I make sure that I keep track <laughs> as best as I can, because it is really hard. And then that way, too, when I have that saved folder or when I'm looking at these testimonials, I can share those things. But it's very it, it's taken a while for me to um, not doubt my abilities, because you're right. Like I've had several women who they're years, like 20 years in business. And you think like, well, one, I'm younger. So how can they, how can they learn from me? Like they already have all the expertise that they know, but then you actually see like they were not confident at a point. Right. And just my, by me not dimming my light, that has made them more confident. And so it's, it's, it's a, it's a balance that I've had to really, you know, understand with. Yeah. And I think I, one of the things that you said that was so, it just stood out so much to me was how sometimes we want that instant gratification, right? And sometimes these people work with us like 12 weeks, mm -hmm. what, how much, you know, that it's so unfair for us to want it's unfair for ourselves and mm -hmm. our client to want that quick, just uh, transformation yeah. when it takes so much consistency, even, you know, putting myself in, in the shoes of a client, right. I've hired many coaches, maybe the first coach that I had, wow. Like how the things that I worked with her and I overcame I now I'm not even worried about that. So that has yeah. already, you know, put me few steps ahead in my journey now. So I love that you say that. And for anyone listening that maybe, you know, you're putting yourself through that is realizing it's unfair for you to be putting that pressure on yourself, on your mm -hmm. clients. Yeah. So I love that you keep up with them. And I also feel like it's no coincidence that sometimes you know, people attend events or they go through our program and that, you know, a few months or years later that they're doing incredible things because that is the power of putting ourselves in those rooms, right? Yeah. Something yes. might have landed that a speaker said, something might have really touched or impacted them in a way. And it's no coincidence because that's how we put ourselves in those rooms. So yes. obviously you create events and, and these type of experiences for women. Mm -hmm. What has been like one of the biggest impacts that you've had being in rooms like that? Because being in rooms with like-minded people is so powerful. Mm -hmm. So it's also an invitation to attend one of our events. <laughs> um, Come see us speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the impact is absolutely invaluable. It's priceless. 
And something that I've had to learn, because I am one of those who will always invest in a conference, in an event, in a retreat. I don't care, like, you know, how much money I have. I'm like, I'm going to do it because I know that putting myself in those rooms in, in like in front of speakers that have so much more knowledge and like the people around is going to continue to elevate my own life. And I think also what I've had, what I've had to come to turn with and with learning about being in these rooms is, yeah, we're not typically Latinas. We're not at the seat of the table right? Like we're not really usually invited to these rooms. So when there is an opportunity to actually put ourselves in these spaces, we are left with a choice. Are we going to take it or not? And that's not anyone else's decision, but us, you know, last year specifically on a whim, I bought a ticket to an event and I bought a plane ticket. And that was my decision because I knew that I needed to be in that room and no one else was going to invite me. Yeah, they might follow me on social media, but they're not going to send me a DM. I mean, maybe, right? <laughs> maybe. But I knew that I wanted to go to that event and I knew I was going to do anything to make it happen. And that goes for almost every single conference that I've attended or any other summit event is those rooms are so powerful because you never know who you're going to sit next to that might know somebody, somebody, right? Like I met my current business coach because I made that decision to buy the ticket, to buy the plane ticket, to go to that event. And she was sitting right next to me. I aligned so well with what she was doing. And I just knew she needed to be my business coach. And so it is in those moments where like, one powerful decision can change the course and trajectory of your life and your business. And those rooms are so powerful. Like you are building a stage, right? With you're building a stage, you're building a room where like so many women are like-minded women. They're there in that room. Like, why would you not go to it? Right? Like if I knew that like all these women are going to, help me or they might be they might become a friend later in life you know like there's so many of the speakers that you have that I've just connected with them online and I'm about to meet them in person like I'm fangirling right now right but these rooms are just so powerful that it no matter what stage of business you are anybody that you meet is going to help elevate you to to get to where you need to be I love it. And yes, I'm all for, you know, booking that, that trip, booking that trip. (laughs) I love it. So I want to focus now on consistency. I know we talk a lot about like consistency and I think that being clear on how consistency may look different in different stages of our business and life. Mm-hmm. What are some of the ways that you help your clients stay consistent specifically on showing up? Because I think that it's something that, again, you have to work on unless you have a team, right? Mm -hmm. When you're a solopreneur, it's a little bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. What are some of the the advice or tips you have for us? So many 
people think that consistency is also tied to frequency. So when we think about being consistent, we think that we always have to do it every day, right? In order for it to happen, which is not the case when it comes to social media or just building specific habits. I always love to start with the power of one, which means like, what is one action step that I could do this week that's going to get me closer to my goals? And that's how I really help my clients is we build out this kind of, I guess, not, not to say calendar, but we build out this action, strategic action plan to where it's like, all right, what is this one step that you can do that little by little is going to help you get to your goals? Consistency also can mean like, are you showing up in your full self every single time? So if I'm going to go to a networking event in person, and if I'm going to show up on video online, do these people match, right? I think so many people, we have all these creators online, sometimes their personalities are not the same when you meet them on offline. And so are you consistent in that way? And I always correlated, it, it truly is like fitness. I always correlate it to, all right, when you are starting to work out or when you're starting to run a mile, you're not going to run the mile right then and there. You're going to start small and work your way. And so that's how I help my clients. I help them build action steps that are very tangible and manageable for their energy output. And also when, when it comes to videos or when it comes to showing up, sometimes we forget that you also have to match it with your energy. So if you know that you are going to be very creative and very energetic on a certain day versus another day where maybe you have a lot of meetings, you have to take your kids somewhere, like why, why are you going to be creating a video when you have millions upon millions of errands to run, right? So it's getting clear on where you feel most creative and where you feel most alive so that you show up with that energy in the same way that you were any other time, right? So it's just building that, that power of one, that one habit that you can continually do. And then once you master it, then we move on to the next thing and we move on to the next thing, but it's not until we master it, then, then we can increase it. I love that, especially energy level, like energy management is I'm huge on that. Yeah, with my clients as well, because when we realize where we're most energetic throughout the day or what days, it truly is a game changer. So I'm it so is. glad that you mentioned that. Um, where can we find you? Where can we connect? How can we work with you? The best place to find me is on Instagram. I am at the social butterfly gal. And then for hustle and socialize on Instagram as, as well, it's hustle and socialize. You can go to my website, the social butterfly gal.net. There you will find all of my offers, my coaching programs, hustle and socialize. It will direct you to our, uh, our website too, but those are the best places to find me. Um, so we can connect. Yes, thank you so much, Christina. And if you want to meet her in real life, you can attend our Mujer on Movement 2023 event in Scottsdale on October 28th, or one of the Hustle and Socialize events as well. I think one of the biggest things for me is like, 
when I find someone and we align in so many ways, coaching, our TV career, our events, I'm like, we have to collaborate in some yeah. way. So yeah. I love that we're both aligned in that way. And I, I'm so excited to meet you and hug Me you too. in person. Me too. This is be so awesome. I know. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. And I can't wait to see you very soon, ladies. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Mujeron Podcast. Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mujeron Podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the Mujeron of your dreams.